0: And we're live on Facebook. We're here. It's Car Con Carne. I'm James Van Ossel and Car Con Carne in quarantine. Quarantine Cone Carne. Sponsored by c Financial Services. CNH Financial Services can help you, the business owner, be it small, medium, or large business, can help you eliminate 100% of the fees associated with accepting credit or debit cards. Remember this website, freeprocessingnow.com. That is C&H Financial Services. Thanks to them for sponsoring this show. It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Asta. Tonight, my guest is a guy who I've known for, for many years. Uh, but it's been a while since we spoke, and he actually became super successful in the time we weren't speaking. So draw your own conclusions from that. Uh, it is producer, songwriter, composer, oh, hush. Oh, hi. Hi. How's it going? Uh, great. So you came up in the Chicago music scene. I want to talk about that, but I almost kind of want to work backwards. You are a twice Grammy-nominated person.
1: Grammy, Grammy losing,
0: by the way. Listen, I think just being nominated for a Grammy is such a small group of people it's it's an elite club in and of itself so i think i appreciate the self-deprecating which (laughs) is part of being a Chicagoan. i think but i mean let's be honest it's pretty cool to be in that uh
1: it's something my parents think is cool and my wife and like just the people that like oh oh you're grammy nominated you're you're special you know so it's like okay I'll, i'll take it it's all good
0: see finally i was able to relate to my children with my podcast usually you know like last night i'm like you know i've got this doom metal band called huntsman not interested. Hey, I, I have a guy who worked on the Lego Batman soundtrack and was Grammy nominated for it. Really? Which Lego Batman song? And then suddenly, I, so you're bringing families together.
1: I mean, listen, I, th- that was the biggest thing in the world because I got two daughters, four and like one and a half. I mean, actually, I'm not a hero around here, but you know, <laughs> they, I think they think everybody's dad write songs in movies so they say oh whose dad wrote that song did you write that no that's somebody else's dad not not yeah so they just think that that's what everybody's dad does
0: <laughs> so uh, let's start with lego batman let's start yeah. with that song uh let's start with friends or family tell me yeah tell me about being involved with that project
1: i mean as we go back everything that i did for the previous 15 years is is brought me to moments like that but um, it was just a, a phone call I got from a music supervisor that said, Hey, he's like, no, no pressure. We're looking for an end credit for the new Lego movie. And he's like, we already tried, you know, he looks like Justin Tranter, like he listed all the, listed all the big songwriters and none of them, none of them nailed it, but we think you might be able to, I'm, you know, I'm not even in the same league as those guys. So he's like, and you got like a day, can you come up with something by tomorrow? It's last minute. We kind of need something. And I knew this guy from my publisher. And, and uh, I had a track laying around that I'd made for another end credit that didn't go anywhere. So I just stripped the, the lyric and melody off it. And in literally about 30 minutes, I wrote the chorus. And I'm like, this is either right or wrong. I'm just going to send it in and see what happens. So I sent it, sent it to him. He's like, cool, I'm sitting with the director right now. I'll play it and I'll let you know. So, <laughs> so about an hour later, he writes me back. Everybody loves it. Write some verses for it. And I think this will be great. And I'm, you know, like I've heard that so many times over the last of years that everything falls apart, everything. So I, I didn't put much stock in it. And then it was like verses. I, I called in a co-writer to help me with some verses and stuff like that. And then it's okay. Now the director wants to get on the phone, talk through some changes and director's name is Chris McKay. He's an unbelievable. He's just genius. He's from Chicago as well. Um, he, uh, he had all these brilliant ideas and so then it took about three months of two or three calls a week with him editing and going through the lyrics. Cause it was like, you know, it's important with the movie to tell the story of, so he, you know, there was specific things like, should we change you're my best friend to bat friend, you know, cause it's Batman and should (laughs) so we did that. We did a version with bat friend in there and all that. And, and after like literally 40 or 50 rounds of changes, we got thin. One other funny thing is then we did a rap and they're like, Oh, Will Arnett needs to do the rap for this thing. It's, Chris, it's like Christmas Eve. They're like, Will's gonna cut the rap. Christmas Eve. Why don't you just, you know, just Facetime into it? So I'm in there. He doesn't want to do it to the track. He wants to rap in free air, in space. No, no click track, no track. He's like, just I'll say the words and you cut them into the song. Oh. So I'm producing Will Arnett's vocal That's over, awesome. over, over Skype, trying. You know, like I don't want to give him too much. Like, can you slow down? i will like, do this, but he's got like 30 minutes to do the whole thing. And somehow it happened. I mean, literally the whole time I kept thinking, this is going to fall apart, this is going to fall apart. And then the whole idea was Joe Jonas is going to sing this song or or the Jonas brothers that they're going to come back and do it. And then it gets to be too late and they're like, Well, we'll just keep your voice on this song. And I had given up my like, you know, rock star dream years ago. <laughs> and suddenly I'm like, the artist on a on a on the end credit of Lego Batman. <laughs> that is so
0: great. That is so great. And really, the lyrics are great. Uh, in the darkness, I am brooding. You're adorably intruding. I don't mind if I'm not ir- irate because we both agree I'm great. Tortured soul, dark as gold, but guess who's got that kind of role? Now his time's to be now. is his time to be a star. Let Alfred loose on his guitar. This is awesome stuff.
1: I mean, it was like the funnest song in the world to write, too, because I'm a huge Batman fan. Like,
0: Who like, isn't? Who it was, isn't?
1: It's it was, it was probably, I mean, it's the coolest thing. Yeah, it was great. And it was, but, yeah.
0: I left so I, that movie, which I would have seen without kids, by the way. I left that movie thinking, Will Arnett may be the best Batman of our time. I, I mean, I'm biased. Well, I, like, I like him better than Christian you. Bale.
1: He's the best. He's unbelievable. And, and like, I mean, the voice is, is
0: he's got the voice. The voice. And the secret to a good kids movie is making sure the adults are entertained. Like, they nailed I mean, it. I,
1: I, and I got two kids, and we watch movies all the time. And it's like, wait, I need, yeah, right, exactly. That one is Awesome for adults, but my kids love it too.
0: Exactly. And, uh, there have to be of those lines that sail past the kids, but land with the adults.
1: Right, right. There's the suggestive, you know, uh-huh. slightly.
0: <laughs> right, those are the great ones. So we're on Facebook Live right now. Christian says Batman is greater than Superman. Totally agree. I want to thank David uh, for joining us. Also Eric and Andy and Chris, Jeffrey, Natalie, Mike, and John, who are all watching on Facebook Live. That right there is Oh Hush, twice Grammy nominated not twice losing twice grammy nominated (laughs) uh let's all right so we're gonna get into some of your more recent stuff but let's let's take a step back i wanted to talk about lego batman first because it's lego batman uh but i first came to know you in chicago you were in a band called escape from earth and at the time i thought well this band has all the right stuff this band's gonna go stratospheric they leave earth uh this band is going to really make things happen it didn't quite work out that way tell me about coming up in chicago
1: yeah, I mean, you know, we started out um, probably like 2001-ish, two, some, three, somewhere around there, and, and you know, we, we slowly got good and got better and built a following and, and, you know, had a couple of good big breaks along the way, and we did demos with the guys from Filter, uh, producers from Filter, then Bob Ezrin, who did The Wall, Pink Floyd. Oh, dude,
0: dude, Alice Cooper.
1: House cooper right yeah right i mean i have bob ezren stories for days but um and we you know and we could we could sell out the metro and house of blues and we we were like it got to the point where it's like you know i don't know if we were good or not but at least by by standard industry standards we were doing as well as you possibly could you as were a, right local.
0: there you were right there right.
1: and we showcased for labels and we we played for them and we thought we were close with a bunch of them and you know, I, I don't know why. Maybe we just weren't good enough. Maybe it was bad timing. Maybe it was, I don't, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, it was just, we couldn't get over the hump for whatever yeah. reason. Um, it, it was unbelievable. And it was, it was great. And it actually has informed a lot of what I do now, but just for whatever reason, couldn't get over the hump and it's fine. It just, that's what, it, that's what it was.
0: Well, the city treated you well.
1: Totally. I mean, you got you know, Q and a one did, uh, you did a lot of the local, you know, radio people did. It was the, Fans did it was it was an unbelievable you know run that we had and uh, yeah I, some of the best memories of my life.
0: So escape from Earth goes away. Now did you go straight from that to Christian rock? No,
1: no, no. Uh, I so I went and and started with a couple of guys from Escape from Earth, a project called Oh Hush. So it was uh, so here, a here's Hush. the thing. Okay. It was a it was a secret band that we started on MySpace and didn't say anything about who was in the band. And it it would just market it, put out a single, we just, I mean literally all day on on MySpace, marketing it. We had, the craziest thing we did was we sold a T-shirt and then as you got a T-shirt, you got a piece of a puzzle. And there was a hundred piece puzzle and the fans had to come together online to assemble this puzzle. This is like 2006, so it was not, not quite as easy to do as it
0: is. Right, but that, that is like advanced level marketing for the time. Totally,
1: right. I mean, everything that, you know, people, things that people take for granted now, we were doing 15 years ago, yeah. 14 years ago, and it blew up, um, and everybody thought it's, it's – and actually, I purposefully did not market it in Chicago because I knew people would know, oh, Chris's voice, yeah, he's that, that, that crappy singer I've heard him before. You know, people would <laughs> identify it. So I kept it out of Chicago and, and then, I mean, literally, so then labels are calling and like, who is this secret band? Is it Pete Wentz? Is it Butch Walker? And we had a girl sing on a song. Is it Haley from Paramore? Like it got nuts. And, and then, uh, uh an A&R over at Warner said, I gotta sign this thing. Gotta, gotta sign this, this singer. This is, this is too big." It, it was, we were like the number one band on MySpace for a period of time. Crazy. And, um, she brings it to her boss, Mike Karen, and Mike Karen's head of NR and he's got a publishing deal. He's like, I'm not fucking signing a secret band. This is the stupidest thing in the world. But I love the songs. Does he want to do a publishing deal? And I'm like, I don't want a tour. I don't want to. I'm done with all that crap. So, <laughs> a publishing deal was like, okay, perfect. That's what I wanted. And that's, I mean, even, even before in the Escape from Earth days, I was always a writer and I wrote for things outside of the band. Yeah. So I, I kind of always felt like that was going to be where I'd, you know, when I'm 40, I'll do that, you know, or whatever. And, and it was long before then that it happened. But um, so I signed a publishing deal with Artist Publishing Group, which was owned by Mike Karen and, and he was the head of Warner N R and r Worldwide. He's a, he's a genius. and a, Yeah. So that was sort of the launch of, hey, now I'm, I went from band. I still kind of did the band. I mean, Ohash is the, actually the artist in the Lego Batman song. But um, then that's when I became kind of a producer and songwriter.
0: Okay. So then next step after that yeah. was?
1: So next step after that was writing, just writing and producing. And then I think the actually the next big break I had shortly after signing, two things happened. One, J-Lo cut a song of mine. And I, I, I hear it and everything. It's supposed to be the end credit of her movie, all these things. J-Lo gets dropped from her label like a month later. And the, the song goes away. Every, so it, <laughs> you, you think dropped is about I mean, listen, they are, who drops J-Lo, right? Right. right. So the doctor, There's always room for J-Lo. I mean, eh, she takes up a little bit of room, but <laughs> anyway. No, but I mean, that, it was actually like, oh, so things fall through and bad things happen. So I got that taste early, which was good. So oh, it yeah. used to be let down. Um, but shortly thereafter, uh, here's another Chicago story. I got a, my publisher said, uh, hey, we need a song for the end credit of Twilight Eclipse. Here and Narls Barkley is going to do the song and uh take a shot at it and and i so i'm back here and and i meet with my buddy rob kleiner from the band tubbering who's a chicago band yep uh he's a super successful producer now too and we sit down write a song in a day cut it the next day we send i send my manager the demo i'm like what do you think he's like don't like it at all but whatever send, send it in just whatever just see what happens send it in a day later best song i've heard silo just heard it cutting it tomorrow night Played it for, you know, played it for Alex Petzavas over at you know this music supervisor. browser loves it. And and literally like two weeks later they were performing it on like one of the nightly shows and it was the end credit, one of the end credits songs for the
0: movie. Just and then crazy. that soundtrack got the Grammy nomination.
1: Uh, n- uh, wait, what which was one? I mean? I'm trying to remember. What were my what were you nominated yeah, that- for?
0: <laughs> oh hush.
1: I forget. I got to Google it. I think that must have been it. Yeah. So that one was my first Grammy nomination. You're right.
0: (laughs) I'm here to help. But what's interesting, you know, after kind of slugging it out as a band in Chicago for X amount of years, it's interesting how different things became when you moved to that other side, the the gratification was much more instant. Like It's not waiting and and slugging it out. It's, Hey, can you cut this or write this? And then 48 hours later, it's, it's all systems go.
1: That is the exception rather than the rule. I could give you hundred, easily a hundred stories of something was going to happen and it fell through. <laughs> and and I can give you though those are not as fun to talk about or hear sure. it for that matter. But honestly, that is th- that is the exception. Although Rob, my co-writer, he thought, wait, this is how it happens every time. You write a song, you get an end credit, you get a big thing, you get a Grammy nomination. This is do great. the next one.
0: <laughs> I'm going to recommend this to all my musician friends. <laughs> what are you guys doing? This is the way to go.
1: Right, right, right. So that was, it was an early success for me. And then it was like, you know, I mean, I didn't have a law. I had things happen, but I was like, oh, okay. So reality is this is actually, you know, maybe a once in a lifetime. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it doesn't work that way very often, but occasionally it does.
0: Occasionally it does. I want to say hi to Jackie, also Christian, um, Scott, Karen says, Hey Chris, uh, Robert and Dick. Uh, Herb or Herb says EFE, baby escape from earth. Yeah. Um, let's see. Judy says, hi, uh, Aaron Marie says such great memories at those escape from earth shows for sure. Yeah. and then Natalie a little further up says, Will Arnett was a fantastic Batman. He really was. He really was. Forget Ben Affleck. Will Arnett, he's our guy. He is my guy for sure. All right. So at some point in between all this at your timeline, it's just so densely filled with stuff; it's hard to keep track. You did a lot of work for, I want to say, tween-type TV shows. So,
1: like, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, like Austin and Alley. Yes,
0: exactly. Uh,
1: Zendaya, uh, a lot of stuff on Nickelodeon. I can't even remember it. A lot of that was production and mixing, and it was that was interesting. It was a friend of mine who I think he was he he was sort of the guy in, and he was pulling me into add production, produce up songs, mix those songs. And those are great. Like, I mean, again, I, I don't want to like corporatize what I do too much, but those are, you know, they're fun. They're fun jobs. They get on TV. They're, they're cool things that you can show your, like, again, now that I have kids, it's, it's cooler to show them. Yeah. Like we're watching old Austin and Ally, and I'm like, Hey, there's the song, you know, one of the songs I, they don't, again, they don't care that much, but I, you know, <laughs> try to try to try. I'm trying to convince my kids. I'm cool. They, mm.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sold on it. So, okay. Yeah. As an adult, I'm sold on it. Uh, Talk to me about Weezer. Talk to me about happy hour.
1: Yeah. Weezer. I got, uh, so that one's crazy. I, I made a beat just a, just an instrumental track. And I think my manager sent it over to crush management five years ago, several years ago. And it was just like, they liked it. Cool. Whatever. Sitting around a year later, I had a meeting with him and he's like, Oh, we still like that. that tra- This one track. And I had no idea which one it was and still nothing. And then, and then I get an email six months later says, Hey, so train, train is working on this track. I got a train top line. And I'm like, Oh, train. Okay. That would be amazing. Six months pass. Hey, so Weezer, do you still got that track? Weezer is working on this one. And I'm like, I thought it was train. He's like, well, it's Weezer now. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> So, again, okay, great. Another year passes. So he should, like, now, the man, way he
0: should have said that was, sorry, that project got derailed. But here we are. Train derailed. Sorry, I'm here all day. <laughs> With that, that I, lost, I lost him completely. A stupid dad joke suddenly filled the Zoom chat. I know. It, my dad joke completely torpedoed our connection. You're, hello? All right, so we're there? experiencing. I'm I'm here, but your screen there? is frozen. You're here, so I'm, I'm on the line with O'Hush, producer, twice Grammy nominee, and uh, I. Are you there. I, I'm Am I here. there? You're. We're okay. good.
1: You cut off. Second, internet got weird.
0: So it's because I made a stupid joke. It killed the internet. So. So you find out the train isn't happening, and then Weezer is the, the way you're heading.
1: Weezer's on it, and they, and they, they send me the song, and say, hey, can you kind of produce this up? And I hear it, and it's like a really rough demo that Rivers sang over my track. I was like, okay, it sounds kind of rough, but I'll work on it. Um, so I work on it. They go, okay, we're gonna try to get on this album, we're gonna get it on this album, get it on this album. It doesn't make the previous album. So like literally, five, four years have passed, or it was it probably started in 2014. Four years have passed and nothing with this, this song. Then I get another call two years ago with, hey, this is going to be a single. Butch Walker's producing it, but we need you to add more stuff to it. You know, just get it a little bit more Weezerized and blah, blah, blah. So I do it. and I assume this is going to fall through again. And then again, I set it back two months later. It's, hey, here's the final mix. It's going to radio in a couple weeks. And I mean, so this sounds like an over... But literally it was, it was years of working on this. It was supposed to be on the previous album. It didn't make it. Unbelievable that they pushed that hard to keep like, the song was alive that long and yeah. So then it was a single and uh, uh, that album got nominated for a Grammy second loss of my career. And uh, actually uh, here's a fun thing. It's going to be in an episode of the Simpsons May 10th here coming up in two weeks or a week and a half. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. I mean like this. So, so the Lego Batman was the coolest thing in my life. This might be the coolest thing in my life because Weezer is performing the song as cartoons in the episode,
0: that is magnificent. And I mean, yeah. you—I mean, coming up as you did, and the time you did—I mean, you probably remember when the Blue album came out. So it's totally a, what a wildly influential album that was. And to have the band play your creation and write it pretty, pretty far and hard—it's got to feel yeah. amazing.
1: No, it's unbelievable. Now, now here's the, the the funny part of the industry is. I never sat in the same room with Rivers or Butch Walker or the band. I worked here, sent tracks. I mean, those guys, they're not super into like, hey, let's write with this younger, you know, writer guy. But, but they'll take a track and they'll work on a track and you kick it back and forth. Ironically, I keep telling people that my quarantine work is basically the same workflow as what I always <laughs> do.
0: which is I believe that.
1: Lock myself in the basement, email calls, you know, send stuff around and, and never actually see a human being in person. Now, I've, met,
0: of, I've met Rivers and Butch a couple times apiece. Rivers always struck me as very quiet and introspective. Butch yeah. is like a pure charisma monster. He's a, he's a being of pure charisma. Like you want to hang with that dude. Butch
1: but, 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 but Walker is like maybe probably my number one musical hero. He's like he had the career that I kind of always wanted, which was successful band, which I didn't quite have, but whatever. And then become a I'm kind of the really, really poor version of, of Butch Walker.
0: So you're selling yourself short again. That the charming Midwestern self-deprecation. Uh Christian says, Ha ha ha, true, life of an engineer, your uh quarantine existence pre and post pandemic. Um Natalie says, Behold the awesome power of the dad joke, which completely shut down our chat. I want to say <laughs> hi to Emily. Uh Karen says, So proud of you, Chris. Dan Doherty is watching. Scott Sweeney says, Hey, I know this dude. He could be talking about either of us. We don't know. We don't All know. All right. In the world of Oh Hush, what's next? Do you have like a full plate of stuff to kind of work through?
1: I mean, so, so the Weezer thing is coming out. I've been, I've been doing a lot of uh, sync work recently, which is like, um, I, I think once you have the Lego Batman thing, you start getting the calls for the kids' shows, which is like some people dread that, and I think it's great. I've been doing a lot for Nickelodeon recently. Um, I actually have a theme song for a show called Abby Hatcher, Fuzzly Catcher or something. And uh, it's it's like a four year old show, which awesome. Is great. Awesome. I'm working on some stuff for the Loud House movie. It's coming out in a, probably a year. Um, you know, I, I have artists that I work with too. Again, just collaborate with people all over the place. Um, but it's I'm I'm focusing probably a little bit more on on TV, film, movie type stuff recently, um, and maybe a little bit less on artist things at the moment. But that's just maybe where the wind's been blowing. Yeah, recently, the the so. ebb
0: and flow of the industry yeah. you're in. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I- Go ahead. I'm sure there are a lot. I know there are a lot of musicians, independent musicians, who listen and who, who watch the show as I do it. For one who is struggling or not sure about his or her place in the universe, what piece of advice would you give?
1: I mean, that's that's me every other day. So <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still there. There's there's days that I still am like I quit. I suck. I can't come up with anything. I'm the worst. I go cry about it. And then, you know, the phone rings the next day. And it's like, okay, I got to go back to work. Um, I mean, that's, that's where literally I'm, I'm there regularly. I think, and I talk to people that are more successful than me that are there regularly. And I think it's just part of being a creative person. And, and yeah. I, like, I still think you can, in, in this business, like I never was the most talented writer or singer or anything. I was good, but I kind of just outwork people and I developed skills that were you know uh, uh, sort of around music as well and it's like just just outwork other people like if you're not if you're not good enough at something just work on it. like if your production skills need work watch youtube videos for 30 minutes a day and then and then work after that or if That's your it. lyrics writing, if your lyric writing sucks just do it every day and, I, and it's like i mean when i when i started my my band's songs i was listening back some of them were brutal i mean a lot of them were brutal Um, but we just kept slugging it out and, you know, eventually you start getting good and then you, and then people start to take notice and then, you know, things happen. It's not, and I mean, so here we are 20, 15 years later or whatever from, from escape from earth days. That's the thing. Most people quit before they're five or 10 years later and they, they get out of it. The key is pushing through that dip and then it starts to go up, but most people quit in that initial and it's like, you gotta, you gotta push through that. If you, if you, if you really want it, it, I mean, that's what it comes. If you don't really want it, that's fine too. I think it's okay to, you know, do something else. I mean, in fact, I would recommend the music industry kind of breaks your heart a lot. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) I I can't relate. I'm in radio, so I have no idea what you're talking about, but (laughs) I, I I think it is, it's a cliche, but it's true. I mean, this, the people who are successful in their chosen, chosen fields are those who don't give up. Right. They, they they keep at it. Right. They, they commit themselves. Like I, the only way I can't go around this. The only way I can do this is through it, and that's it. Exactly. I
1: mean, literally, I, I remind myself of that all the time. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm not there. I just got to keep pushing through whatever lull that I think I'm even having. It, it's a lot of it's mental too, and it's maybe not a lull. It's just you know, I tell my manager I'm like, ah, oh, he's like, dude, you're writing great stuff. The last three songs have been great. I'm like, okay, didn't feel like it. He's like, you know, but that's that's part of it too. Just it's a it's a mental game, and you gotta you gotta remember that your your brain is sometimes on the other team, and you gotta fight it.
0: Exactly. All right. Since we started the uh, conversation talking about Batman, we're going to wrap up the conversation talking about Batman. Batman. All right. Favorite Batman villain. Oh
1: uh, man. I mean, I, I like. I like the old school Batman. I, I mean, Joker seems like the obvious answer, but Riddler, maybe.
0: Interesting choice. His Riddler. costume. His costume got a lot cooler in the '90s with the animated series. Right, the, like the hats and the sport the blazer right much more stylish
1: i, I as a kid i when i was watching or it was there were reruns when i was watching it but i liked that old school batman like the riddles and solving the, th- the whole thing that was like the 1966
0: well, tv show like the yeah, adam right. west oh yeah right right Frank gorshin that. being maniacal
1: yes that's that's when i kind of that's when i fell in love with, with riddler yeah
0: you wonder with, well hang on my thought as you're talking about that there's nothing that says self-confidence like wearing a unitard like the villains on that 66 show like frank gorshin had to walk into that room just feeling like i am a powerful (laughs) successful man and i don't care what's showing here uh for me uh it's it's almost always been ross al ghul introduced in i think batman number 232 denny o'neill neil adams uh classic megalomaniacal bent on world destruction and rearranging uh, his daughter Talia was a romantic foil for Batman. Big fan. Yeah. Was that a little it. too nerdy for you? Super nerdy, but I mean, I love, I love that you're that deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's real deep. Not the first time I've heard that. All right. Uh, so, DJ uh, oh hush is here. Thank you so much. I, I'm so glad we got to reconnect after oh, what, thank, what seems like you. forever.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome and talking.
0: I, I want to thank everyone who uh, checked in on Facebook Live tonight. Denise is a recent arrival. Maxnan. Uh, Giorgio and Brian and Emily, if I haven't said hi to her. Thank you all for joining the chat. That is hush. Go consume his music. Go watch some kid shows and celebrate him. Go rent yourself uh, the Lego movie on Amazon tonight. And uh, thank you for watching. I'm going to kill the Facebook Live. And it is killed.